When we last left Slave C-38, he was asleep in a small room. He'd been chosen, one among only a few at the hotel, to meet her. Hello, this is Viola Strepsada Volteri. And you're listening to Obedient Love. When he awoke, he had no sense of what time it was, but a woman had entered his room with a rolling cart. She commanded him to take the tortoise position and then to kneel. He thought it might have been the voice of the woman who had arrived at the hotel just after him. She'd brought him some kind of protein shake in a tall plastic decanter. She commanded him to drink the entire thing. He did as he was told, and it felt wonderful to finally have something in his stomach. It tasted of vanilla and grit. She then took out a toothbrush and an oddly flavored toothpaste, probably neem, He wasn't too fond of the flavor, but he tolerated it as she brushed his teeth like some kind of animal at the vet, making sure to scrub every millimeter of his oral cavity. He spit into the sink basin. She ordered him to pee in the toilet. He did so. She asked if he needed to make a bowel movement. He didn't. Then she inspected him from head to toe. She took his temperature and blood pressure and looked into his throat, pressing two latex-gloved fingers down on the back of his tongue. He did all he could not to gag, but after gazing into his mouth with a pen light, she let her fingers slide all the way down his throat. He felt the vanilla protein shake coming back up, but prevented himself from vomiting. She began fucking his throat with her fingers, gagging him, making his eyes water. He heard himself making retching noises, but just under that, a soft, satisfied moan from the woman. It became apparent that she was getting aroused from making him suffer like this. She went on penetrating him for several minutes, and he closed his eyes and tried to remain as calm as possible while she violated him. As did any kind of violation coming from these depraved women, it made his cock spring to attention. She moaned some more and allowed his cock to grace her thigh. Afterwards, she paused and then took off the gloves with a snap. He kept his eyes lowered. I'm Dr. Cameron, she said. I need to prepare your body for the ritual. Are you ready? Yes, ma'am. Doctor, he managed to croak out. Good, she said, clicking a chain leash onto his collar and placing a blindfold over his eyes. Stay close to me, she instructed. He felt the air was slightly cooler in the hallway, and he heard the sounds of a man wailing in pain. He flinched and had flashbacks of the time he was tortured and knocked unconscious. His knees weakened. Don't worry, that's not for you today, she said, sensing his fear. They walked for a bit and stopped. A door opened. Coming through, the doctor said. Another woman laughed. Aw, look at him, she said in a voice a bit too cheery, and he felt a sharp, unexpected thwap on his semi-erect cock. He buckled a little and lost what was left of his erection. Sarah, stop playing around. He's one of the selected, the doctor chided with a mock formality. Ooh, no touchy, sorry, she gleamed and then seemed to disappear. Another door opened, and he was met with warm, moist air. The doctor guided him backward. Reach behind you. You'll feel a towel on the bench. Sit, she said firmly. He then felt her click cool steel cuffs onto his legs and then his arms and attach them somewhere. He was held immobile, blind, and very warm. 
I'll be back for you when I think you've had enough, she said. A door closed with a suction seal sound, and a hissing emanated from the corner. He figured he was left in the sauna. A sweat lodge ordeal? He'd spent time in saunas before, not cuffed to the bench, of course, but it wasn't all that different. It was hot, and he sweat quite a lot, but he did notice his muscles unnodding and his nerves being soothed. It was cozy, and in the blindfold it felt a bit womb-like. Surprisingly, he didn't find his mind wandering as it usually did, but rather it floated in a kind of emptiness as he observed his own body. It seemed a relief from every other moment of his life when his brain was busy. After what seemed about 30 minutes, Dr. Cameron opened the door and the cool air felt nice. She unlatched his cuffs from their hooks and led him out by the leash. She led him up a few steps and then down into an icy cold bath. He caught his breath as his torso descended. It is strange how much cold can feel as if it's burning. She left him in there for only a moment and then said, close your eyes, as she slipped off the blindfold. Take a deep breath and hold it, she commanded. With one hand, she forced his head underwater and held it there to the count of ten. He exhaled with force as he came back up, and she slipped the blindfold back on. She led him back up and down and out and he felt a warm towel envelop him. She likes her slaves to be hairless for the ritual. Do you consent to being shaved and waxed? Dr. Cameron asked. He wasn't accustomed to being asked for consent, and it was almost jarring, but he immediately affirmed, whatever she liked, that is what he wanted to become. Okay, back into the sauna for a bit while we prepare. And with that, she led him back to the bench and locked him down. Somehow, the hissing room seemed hotter than the first time, but again, he got that easy, floating feeling. A little dizzy this time. When finished and taken out of the room, he became aware that another slave was there. When Dr. Cameron said, Peg, use those clippers and shave his head for me, a male voice answered, Yes, doctor. The clippers buzzed and he felt his hair fall to his shoulders. A soft brush cleared it away. What was left was just short nubs, which he felt a woman's hands shave with a straight razor. The scrape, scrape, scrape was quick and precise and traveled through his skull to vibrate his inner ear bones in a way that gave him goosebumps. Afterwards, she told him to stand and strips of warm wax were applied and ripped away with expertise. He tried hard not to flinch, as when he did, she gave him a sharp pinch with her razor nails on the ass cheek and whispered, I know you can take it. You know, Peg, that Sarah girl asked me if I'm a pro-dom, she chuckled. Yes, doctor? Peg responded. Yes. Do you know what I do for a living, Peg? She continued as she ripped hair away from the base of C-38's cock and balls and then pulled his scrotum taut to add more warm wax. I assume you're a doctor, doctor? Peg responded. Yes, I'm a gastroenterologist, she said, and you'd never have to pay me to come here. This is a dream come true. Yes, it is, doctor, said Peg in agreement. She instructed Peg to file C-38's nails down smooth and short as she finished up. Both of them worked in unison. Snip. Rip. After being freed of every single hair on his body and then inspected, the doctor led him back into the ice-cold bath, holding his head under once again, this time for 20 seconds. And the doctor chuckled as he exhaled coming out. Again, he was wrapped in a warm towel as he shivered his hairless skin raised in response to the cold. 
She instructed Peg to rub him down with a warm massage butter made of shea and coconut oils. It was very pleasant, and he finally felt his body temperature rise. Peg began stroking his cock when finished with the rest of his body, and it felt amazing. But he knew better than to move. As he became erect, he felt Peg's warm lips and tongue slip over his cock and begin to suck. Peg, you fucking pervert. No one told you you could suck him off. The doctor scolded, and Peg stopped abruptly. He's not allowed to orgasm before the ritual. Sorry, doctor, Peg said with humility. Okay, next step, she said cheerfully. She led him onto some kind of padded table. Now sit down and lie back. Slide down gently and bend your knees. She guided him. You'll feel a nozzle enter your rectum. A thin, solid, tube-like thing slid past his anus easily and made its way about four or six inches inside of him. His ass was hanging off the edge of something out into the open, but there was a solid platform on each side for his feet. He thought it must be some kind of colonic or enema table. Good. Now relax and don't move, she said, as she locked his wrists and ankles to the table. You're going to feel yourself filling up in a moment, she said. When you feel the urge, just push the water back out past the nozzle. It goes into a trough under you and it's carried away. So push as hard as you need to. There was a hum and she flipped a couple of switches and sure enough, he felt the warm water entering. Meanwhile, she affixed something over his semi-erect penis. This is just to increase your girth in circulation and to get you all plumped up so you look your best down there she said, but remember your dissociation exercises and do not allow yourself to orgasm. If you do, I'll have to remove you from the selection and put you in with the general population this time, and she will be very, very disappointed. Yes, doctor, he said with a gulp. Peg, come over here and make use of that mouth. Lick my asshole, you sick fuck, she commanded. Yes, doctor. Peg said with enthusiasm. The penis pump began to increase pressure as C-38's gut finally became too full to hold back and he released with great relief. But the water didn't stop. It slowly filled him up again. The sensation of his insides being full and the suction of the pump on his cock made it very, very difficult to do anything but breathe and try not to come. He had to concentrate. Relax a little, said the doctor as she massaged his stomach gently. Her movements may have been timed to the sensation of the tongue up her ass. Her fingers were so soft. You know, she said wistfully, this place saved me my job, I think. Three days per week, I have to work with patients. I do endoscopies and colonoscopies. I stick long tubes down the throats and up the asses of people who are completely knocked out on my table. Mm. I have to remain professional as I snake my camera up inside their bodies looking deep, deep inside them, exploring where no other human has explored, seeing every fold and crevice and bump. And the whole time, they're under anesthetic, totally helpless, unable to move. She described it like someone describing a delicious sexual encounter, and he tried to imagine it without becoming more aroused, but the blood was being continually drawn to his genitals, and his ass was taking load after load of warm water from the machine. He tried the dissociation exercise, floating above himself, outside himself, listening to her voice. I fantasize about having my nurse eat me out while I do it, 
She moaned, and he could hear pegs shifting below her. And we have to use the minimum amount of anesthetic, just for safety reasons. It's not necessary to use anything strong on them. It's a relatively quick procedure, and sometimes, sometimes I'll notice a patient starting to wake up. And it's usually when I've got the scope deep, deep inside them. I know they can't really feel it, or at least they won't remember it, but I wonder what it would feel like for them if they could be fully awake, to have them look at me in the eye, throat and ass open. I sense them shift or see them open their eyes. And as I tell the nurse to up the dose, I get so... She moaned again. She slipped her fingers into C-38's mouth again, sliding two fingers down his throat as his body expelled more water and the pump tugged. He didn't gag. By this time, his mind was somewhere in the distance. His body was nothing more than her puppet. And so I started looking for videos online, something like my fantasy. That's when I found this group, the company. She trailed off. You know, I can be a mad scientist here. I can experiment on you, and I can violate you. can violate anyone I want, and I won't get into any trouble. She finished, thrusting her fingers sensually in and out of C-38's mouth. A dream come true. No, you would never have to pay me. Peg pulled his face away from her nether region. You can experiment on me, doctor, he offered meekly. She scoffed. <laughs> Make an appointment she said in a friendly tone, and almost as quickly she stopped everything and moved to turn off the machine and the suction of the penis pump. She slipped off the pump and guided the tube out of C-38's rectum. You're all clean, she said, running water down the trough to wash away any remnants of what had been inside him moments later. Sit up and push to see if anything's left. He did. A trickle of water was all that came out. He felt completely and totally empty, and he slowly came back to his senses. He felt a little dizzy. Clean him up, Peg, she commanded. Peg gently rinsed and then dried his ass. Drink this, she ordered, handing C-38 a cup of warm tea of some kind and raising it to his lips. He sipped. It was very bitter and earthy. His dizziness subsided. Finish it all, she said. He complied. You're all ready, she chimed. Now listen to me. During the puja, you may only use your hands. Watch the others and follow suit. Resist any other urges, and they will be strong. Just keep control of yourself and do exactly as you're told. Yes, doctor, he heard himself say, still feeling far away but coming closer to inhabiting his body again. He was led out into the hall where he was told to stand for some time. He felt others joining him, but he didn't know how many. A woman's voice instructed him to keep his eyes down as she removed the blindfold. The hallway was dark. She chained his ankles together, and he saw the top of her neat blonde bob. She smelled nice. He took a moment to breathe and came back fully into his senses. Large candles on tall pillars lit each side of the throne in an otherwise dark and windowless room. The throne itself was simple, made of dark wood and leather, and a high back that was slightly reclined. It looked a bit like the images he'd seen of antique birthing chairs. Behind the throne was another one of the massive fireplaces, of which this place had many. Embers were burning inside. On the wall above the fireplace hung a large decorated stone. 
It was the shape of an elongated egg, but about three feet high, and three painted eyes stared down at the onlooker. Below the throne was a large brass bowl. The room smelled of temple incense and burning olive oil. The selection of slaves was ushered in, arms behind their backs, eyes downcast, chained at the ankles, and completely nude except for their collars. About half wore chastity cages. C-38 was not caged. He was one of the last to enter the room and stood off to the left of the throne area. Now, I was about to describe what is an actual ritual that I engage in, but uh, I've decided to redact that because it is a rather esoteric private knowledge that I would rather not share with the public, but some of you, should you come to serve me, may one day get to experience. That said, I hope you will return again for more stories of C-38 and the company. This is, of course, fiction, as you might have guessed, but it is, as all of my fiction, based on real and true experiences with a little a little added uh, artistic flair, <laughs> a little artistic license thrown in, and, of course, uh, names and places changed. But um, much of it is based on things that have happened, so you can mull that over in your mind. <laughs> At any rate, I hope you enjoyed, and I will talk to you again on the next Obedient Love.